Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. My friends, welcome. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here of Priests for Life. Thanks for joining me for some time of prayer and scripture reading. You're free to leave your prayer requests in the comments. And we're going to delve into the Word of God, which is the Word of Life and our guide for our path. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father, for this Word that illumines our path, that rejoices our hearts, that brings us salvation, that teaches us who you are and who we are, that reveals to us our sins, that inspires in us repentance, and that gives us the comfort of forgiveness. We do repent of our sins. We ask you, Lord, today, make us holy and make us agents of the culture of life, because you are the God of life. Bring an end to violence, especially the violence of abortion. We commit ourselves to this pro-life cause once again, because it is at the center of your word. We pray through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. All right, friends, um, let's do the reading. Great, great lesson of wisdom here today. A reading from the first book of Kings. <clears throat> the Queen of Sheba, having heard of Solomon's fame, came to test him with subtle questions. She arrived in Jerusalem with a very numerous retinue and with camels bearing spices, a large amount of gold and precious stones. She came to Solomon and questioned him on every subject in which he was interested. King Solomon explained everything she asked about, and there remained nothing hidden from him that he could not explain to her. When the queen of Sheba witnessed Solomon's great wisdom, the palace he had built, the food at his table, the seating of his ministers, the attendance and garb of his waiters, his banquet service, and the burnt offerings that he offered in the temple of the Lord, she was breathless. The report I heard in my country about your deeds and your wisdom is true, she told the king. Though I did not believe the report until I came and saw with my own eyes, I have discovered that they were not telling me the half. Your wisdom and prosperity surpass the report I heard. Blessed are your men, blessed these servants of yours who stand before you always and listen to your wisdom. Blessed be the Lord your God, whom it has pleased to place you on the throne of Israel. In his enduring love for Israel, the Lord has made you king to carry out judgment and justice. Then she gave the king 120 gold talents, a very large quantity of spices, and precious stones. Never again did anyone bring such an abundance of spices as the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is, this is great. The, the, the king and the queen, together in a way that gave such a lesson of wisdom that the Lord Jesus referred to it in one of his teachings. If you think Queen of Sheba is, sounds vaguely familiar, it's because Jesus mentioned this encounter. Jesus mentioned it. What kind of wisdom was he imploring us to have when he mentioned the Queen of Sheba? The readiness to learn, the openness of mind, the openness of heart, the humility. Remember, Solomon had asked God for wisdom and understanding. He gave it to him in abundance, superabundance. 
And then, then, he was at, then that brings you to a fork in the road and brings everybody else to a fork in the road. If God gave Solomon wisdom, he gave him an obligation to use it and to impart it to others. Very, very dangerous is the mindset that just receives gifts and fails to recognize the obligations that the gifts entail. We're being given a gift. To whom much is given, much will be required. We're given a gift. We've got to use it. We've got to use it. Solomon had wisdom, so he has to share it. You bet he was wise enough to, to welcome the Queen of Sheba. He's not going to say to her, oh, I don't have time. He sat with her. He answered her every question. And it says here, on every subject in which she was interested. King Solomon didn't say, oh, okay, time's up. He had wisdom, so he knew he had to give the time to impart it. That goes for all of us. We have insights. We have skills. We've got to use them for the building up of the body. I remember... Archbishop Fulton Sheen saying one time uh, uh, he was uh, encouraging somebody to use their talents in writing. Oh, the person said, I don't like to write. You know, writing a book, oh, that's not for me. I don't like writing. And, and, and Sheen said to him, well, what does that have to do with it? You have a gift. You have a responsibility. Use it for the good of others. And so many, we, so many times we say to ourselves, Maybe somebody, if somebody else is urging you to do something because they recognize you have a certain gift, listen to it because they may be recognizing something you're not paying enough attention to. And if that gift is there, you need to use it. doesn't matter what, whether you like doing it or not. It's what, what does that have to do with it? Like Archbishop Sheen said, what does that have to do with it? You have a gift God gives you in order to bless his people. So Solomon was, was available for the Queen of Sheba. But then what Jesus pointed out was the Queen of Sheba had the wisdom to go search after Solomon and sit down and ask those questions. Jesus said there's an openness of heart here and he was contrasting that with the Pharisees of his day who, he said, you have a greater than Solomon here. Who's the greater than Solomon? Jesus. He is, all, he is wisdom incarnate. And Jesus was saying to his people, Use the queen here as an example. Who knows how burdensome it was here for her to travel this distance and meet with Solomon. But she did it. Why? She was thirsting to have a share in that wisdom. Never lose your thirst for learning. She became a student at his feet. Look at this. She tested him with subtle questions. Wouldn't you love to see a list of what those questions were? came and questioned him on every subject. And then Solomon explained everything she asked about. Again, his, he exercised his responsibility. But the Queen of Sheba exercised hers. When you sense wisdom in your midst, go after it. When you sense a learning, pursue it. Never lose your, your sense of being a student. Never. I'm always looking to learn more about pro-life, about fighting abortion, about the scriptures. Never lose that. It has to be an intense fire, an intense hunger and thirst for wisdom, for learning. Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. It can also say hunger and thirst for wisdom, for learning, for knowledge. These are blessings. The opposite problem is the, is the uh, hardening of the heart. This saying by Jesus about the Queen of the South came up in Matthew 12. 
In response to some of the scribes and Pharisees who in verse 38 said, Teacher, we wish to see a sign from you. And Jesus answered, An evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign. Now, first of all, why was he so negative on this? Because you look earlier in the very same chapter, there were two miracles. Jesus healed a man with the withered hand, and then he healed a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute. He healed them. The people were amazed. They said, can this be the son of David? This is in verse 23. Verse 24, but when the Pharisees heard it, they said, it is only by Beelzebub, the prince of demons, that he drives out demons. So this is why Jesus was mad. He said, well, I just, I just healed the, the, uh, um, the, the man with the uh, withered hand. I just saved this man who was uh, demon-oppressed and mute. And you're calling me the devil. And then you're going to come to me, oh, show us a sign, show us a sign. Oh, but I just showed you two. Oh, but, 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 those aren't good enough for us. We want... And Jesus saw right through this hypocrisy. So he said, here's the sign you're going to get. The sign of, of repentance. The sign will be the sign of the prophet Jonah. Three nights, three days in the belly of the whale, so will the Son of Man be. The sign of the death and resurrection of Christ. Nineveh, they repented. And the queen of the south had the wisdom to come from the ends of the earth and listen to Solomon. And you're falling down. You're not even listening to me. You don't have to travel anywhere. I'm speaking to you right now. This is echoed in so many other passages. You've heard me speak of some of my favorite passages. John chapter 9. The man born blind believes in Jesus. The Pharisees don't. And Jesus says to the Pharisees, if you were blind, there would be no sin in that. But we see, you say, and your sin remains. Their hearts were closed. They saw the same evidence everyone else saw. Man born blind is healed. Mighty miracle. They refused to believe. Lazarus and the rich man. Oh, but Father Abraham, send Lazarus back to warn my five brothers, lest they remain in this place of torment. And what was the answer? They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. It's the openness. Of, the problem is not how much information you have. It's your, the openness of your heart to receive it and learn from it. And so, brothers and sisters... Little things. Think about the people in your life, maybe that you should be spending a little bit more time asking questions of, like Queen of Sheba asked Solomon. Starting in your own family. The wisdom of those who are older, who have lived longer. Talk to them. Ask them questions. You'll learn a lot about yourself. Let's say it's a grandparent or even a parent. Question, learn, listen. Younger leaders in the movement, younger activists in the pro-life movement. Learn, listen, delve, drink of the experience of those who've been in this longer than you have. I think of the people who are in my life and, you know, the Lord, the Lord knows how much we need from the people, the sources of wisdom He places in our lives, but I've been particularly blessed. I was able to pick up the phone and call Mother Teresa, St. Teresa of Calcutta, and talk to her. I had Father Benedict Groeschel as a mentor. Mother Angelica, I knew personally. I could call her up and talk to her too. John Paul II, I worked under him at the Vatican. Many conversations with, with him. These are saints in our lives. I often think to myself, I should have called that number for Mother Teresa a lot more more times than I did. I really got to know her just in the last four years of her life. 
from 93 when I started with Priest for Life full-time to 97 when she died. But that's the lesson, right? To, 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 to look at the sources that you have in your life and utilize them. The queen came from the far ends of the earth to listen to Solomon. Listen. Thirst for knowledge and wisdom. Amen. We turn to you, Lord, and we ask from you who are the font of all wisdom, you who are wisdom itself, fill us. Lord, because we do not want to rely on our own mistaken, broken, clouded judgment. We want to rely on you. So give us wisdom, transform us, Lord, lift us up. Lord, we intercede for all the needs of one another. Petitions that have been left in the comments, those that are in our hearts, bring an end to the evils in the world, bring an end to abortion. Bless this nation, especially in these elections. Guide family members who have gone astray. Bring health, bring healing where there are wounds, where there is disease. Bring consolation where there is loss. Bring discernment, bring wisdom where decisions need to be made. And show us how, Lord, by learning from one another, we can be wise in building the culture of life. Because there are many questions to navigate. Give us that wisdom. And we ask for it now by using the words Jesus taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Well, you know, this prayer for wisdom. Uh, today, I am welcoming to Priests for Life about 50 national leaders in the pro-life movement. All of them are invited. All the leaders, that is. About 50 are coming, and they'll be here Thursday. They'll be here Friday. They'll be here Saturday. We are going to hammer out. This is so important for you to pray for wisdom on all these leaders. We're going to hammer out certain decisions, certain strategies based on how to make sure that this pro-life message carries us into victory in these elections. And we also have victory over the various pro-abortion ballot measures that they're trying to impose on state constitutions, declaring a right to abortion when no such thing has been done in our entire American history up until now. No such thing. Uh, dangerous, but the leaders are coming together because we know we need each other. We need to seek the wisdom of the Lord. We need to seek and learn from each other, seek wisdom from each other. So pray for the fruitfulness of these days. I'll be telling you more about it as we go through it. God bless you. Talk to you soon. Hello, I'm Dr. Alveda King, board member of Priest for Life. More money is being spent in America to kill babies in the womb than to save them. Together, we need to change that, and today I want to invite you to support our work at Priest for Life. 
Why ours rather than other groups? Because we have a unique team that helps lead in every arena of the fight against abortion, and we activate the churches where you find people who are most likely to get involved in that fight. To awaken a pastor about abortion is to awaken thousands of people he serves. We do not receive church funding or government grants. We rely on you for individual donations. We have a very high evaluation among charities and top security on our donation site, ProLifeGift.org. You can go there for a one-time gift or to become a monthly donor, or you can call us at 321-500-1000. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.